Hey, everybody, it's Dave here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever thought about getting into Airbnb? Have you been curious about short-term rentals or you're wondering how to get started? What's the big deal? How do you actually make this cash flow and work? Well, today's guest has been doing that. He does a bunch of different things. Dan Lesniak is a very, very accomplished real estate investor. He's a developer. He's a realtor. He's a coach. He's got one of the fastest growing real estate businesses in the country, and he's an amazing podcast host as well. So Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. It's exciting to be back on here. I think it's been almost a year ago since we Time did this. Flies. So. Time goes by hyper fast, my friend. It does. It does. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited to talk to your audience again. And as you mentioned in the intro, short-term rentals, I think it's an amazing opportunity right yeah. now. And it's, it's one we accidentally found, actually. Okay. So let's talk about how you found <clears throat> it and where you are focusing on primarily for your short-term rental portfolio. Sure. So my the first one we bought was in 2018 in South Florida. And we were kind of looking for a second home or place to spend more time. And you know, we were considering a lot of different geographic areas outside of the home base, which is Washington, DC. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we settled on Florida. We found a place that in South South Florida on the East Coast. So mm-hmm. right on the border of Palm Beach and Broward County. So we're, you know, in between West Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale. Great area. And, and we just really wanted a second home. And we thought we would Airbnb it to pay for the time when we weren't using it. Oh, and, you know, we, we bought something for a little over a million bucks on the intercoastal close to the beach. And, you know, second home financing is pretty good, almost as good as primary home. So and now what, you know, what kind of a property was this? Is it a detached single family home or a smoking nice condo or what, what do you got? It was a single family home that had been, it was old, but it had been partially renovated and we you know, kind of completed the renovation, got it modernized. That was probably another 150,000 that we put into doing that. And then, you know, three months after we bought it, it was ready. We started using it ourselves, loved it. And, you know, a couple months in, we soon realized that if we didn't book our dates, that we were going to personally use it, like they were all gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a popular area. Yeah. Especially probably yeah. the because the times that you guys would want to go there are the exact same times that everybody else, and especially in Northern climates, probably wants to go to Florida. Yeah. It's traditionally the peak season has been October through March, which is when you want to get out of the Northeast. So yeah, you had to, you had to book those areas for ourselves, you know, block it off like six months in advance. And yeah, the summers back then, not the case now, but back then, you could get away with not booking them for yourself, you know, as far in advance. So, you know, right off the bat with us using it like 60 days a year, you know, we were, we were getting double digit cash on cash returns on our, you know, on our down payment. So just, just a logistical question here. So you're in Washington, DC at that time, you've got the property in Florida, you're, you're using it a couple of months a year altogether. Who's managing it in the meantime? Because I know you're a busy, busy kind of guy. So did you outsource that or or who was taking care of the bookings and the cleaning? Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. So that's a great question. We when we first started doing this, we had a, a property manager that I knew 
do it. You know, we interviewed a couple and on short-term rentals, the the fee is quite high. They take about 28 to 25% of the gross revenue, right? Wow. Not, not, not income, revenue. So revenue. So, uh, so, and that's in addition to whatever Airbnb takes off the top yeah. as well. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, that, correct. That the Airbnb fees are, are lower to the host. They're not that high. The guest pays most of that. So okay. that, you know, although that does come out of what they would pay you for rent, I guess, in theory, but you know, the hosts aren't paying too much for that, but things, things changed a lot for us, March of 2020, as they did for everybody on the planet. Yep. We actually were moving, we were coming down for our like two weeks of spring, March time, right when the lockdown started. And then we ended up canceling all the guests because you could, you could do that in COVID. We stayed for several months, as you know, many real estate and, and other businesses all went virtual. That was the case for us, especially with our business located, you know, in the DC area, like offices were not allowed to be open. So we were doing right. virtual meetings, virtual showings, virtual trainings. And, you know, we, we, a couple months in, we're like, okay, we're, so obviously we're, we're now like Florida residents. We've, we've moved, even though we never planned on this, what are we going to do with the house we own in Arlington? Because we, you know, we, about yeah, five years prior to that, 2015, we built a really nice house in a great area, you know, so it's brand new, new construction, all of that. And we had just done a cash out refi with the VA loan, which was great. So I was able to pull a lot of money at like super low rate, but it wasn't something we wanted to just sit empty. No, of course. But then a traditional rent wouldn't have covered it because that's, that's just not how, you know, the numbers just don't work in, in that area on, some, on a house like that. And we, we knew we needed to use it when we came back up to manage the team and all of that, which we, you know, we do multiple times a month. So we were thinking about renting out half of the house or we thought of all these like crazy things. And then we finally were like, why don't we just Airbnb it? <laughs> and so we started to Airbnb it. We managed it ourselves and with one of our coworkers in our business in, in DC from the real estate business. And you know, to our surprise, in the middle of COVID, it was it was doing really, really well. There were people, yeah, people, people wanted to get out of their apartments, get out of the city, yeah. go somewhere a little, little more removed from everybody else. Yeah, and we we had one of the only homes in Arlington that was five bedrooms and had a lot of outdoor space and a pool and you know, really nice backyard, like walkable to the metro, walkable to DC. So we were getting people from you know New York and other cities, DC, local people that just wanted like a staycation for a week. And, mm-hmm. you know, fast forward to now we've, we've added a bunch of Airbnbs in Florida, but that house in Arlington, especially in the summer and spring, it's, it's our best performing asset. It does amazing. <laughs> and we never intended it. So the first, the first two were like kind of accidents. And then in the last year, we picked up another, a single family in Fort Lauderdale that's been in service for about eight months right now. We just finished a renovation of a duplex in Lauderdale by the sea, right by the beach. And so there's two doors there. And then I'm, I'm starting hopefully soon a renovation of a duplex in Pompano. So yeah, when all of those are done, we'll have six doors in Florida, one in Arlington and, you know, all of them at double digit high double digit, you know, kind of cash on cash returns. And we manage all of them ourselves and with, with someone on our real estate team. 
Wow, that's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's run out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? Well, I want to show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. We're going to spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals, and I've helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code PODCAST. That's right, discount code PODCAST at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. See you at the next workshop. And there's yeah, so a lot of much, technology much, and platforms out there that can really help with that. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So, I mean, it sounds like a lot of work, but I, it sounds like you're also leveraging technology. So you've got a helper helping you guys out. What, what do you estimate is the total amount of time per week that's taken mm. up with managing these six doors? Yeah, that's a good good question. I, you know, from our, our team resources, you know, I, I would think those six doors are probably five hours once they're set up, you know, in, right. the, in the beginning, setting them up is a little bit more work, but once they're, once they're set up, if you have the right tech stack in place, it's, it's probably five, six hours a week. So probably an hour per door, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And we, we do have a, um, some contractors that help us, of course. So we've got, you know, multiple cleaning crews, they get automated messages when you know there's new guests, so they know when to come. We have another, I don't know, we call this person contractor perhaps, but they go behind the cleaners, make sure everything is set up right. Okay, nice. They do the inspections, you know, it's $25 charge per visit. And then if there's like small things, you know, that person has handyman skills, they couldn't maybe they, you know, they might not be able to fix a major thing, but they would call the right person. So there's that person is in place as a contractor. Oh, that's um, a phenomenal, phenomenal to have that. Yeah. So, so you need, you know, you need the, a couple of good cleaning crews and, and then you need some contractors. Where, where do you find these kind of cleaning crews, especially for example, like you've got, you've got several properties in Florida. I don't know if they're close enough that it's all the same crews and the same guy checking in on things, but then you've got what used to be your primary residence in Virginia. How about that's kind of a one-off one there, right? How does that one work? Yeah. So that one's a mile from our office. So we, we have support there if needed. And, you know, we had, we had the cleaners who were normally cleaning that house on our list as well as two others, you know, cause you need, you need multiple cleaning crews because you don't, you know, when, when the house needs to be cleaned, uh, you know, on a 11 AM or 10 PM or excuse me, 11 AM, 10 AM checkout, right. They've got till 4 PM until the next person potentially right. is checking in. So you need multiple crews in case someone can't fit that window. And then the, the tech stack we use, you know, there's a couple of things I think everyone should use if they're looking into this. One is a program called Guesty. So Guesty will syndicate the share, syndicate, whatever you want to call it, the, the calendars to all of the major booking platforms like VRBO, oh. Airbnb, bookings.com. So, you know, my listings can be everywhere as well as my own independent site. 
This program will syndicate it to there. You can plug that program into a smart pricing tool, which is the second thing I think people need to make sure they have. So this pricing tool lets you kind of set rules and parameters, you know, middle band, low band, and then it will for like holidays or dates when it sees high demand, it's going to raise your prices. And when it sees low demand or vacancies in the next 30 days, it's going to, you know, reduce your price, increase your occupancy. So that tool really helps. Which, Uh, which one do you use for that? Do you have a, or can you remember what it's called? No, well, there's two, and I don't know which one we're using right no. now. I think Price Labs was one, and then the other one is called Beyond Pricing. So okay. one of those two, I think we were with one, and then we switched to the one potentially that integrated better with the overall platform, that Guesty platform, because that 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 does the that not only does the syndications, but it does comms with guests. So we have standard messages, you know. Thanks nice. for booking. Here's your check-in instructions, you know, the day before. Then after they check in, it's like, how's everything going? If you need anything, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then when they're very nice. The day before they leave, it's here's your checkout instructions. You know, how did it go? Here's a survey. Right. So it does very nice. it does like all of that. It, it generates, this is a cool thing too. If you buy the right lock, it'll generate a unique code. Code for their stay. Nice. So <laughs> You know, that that's why I think with this platform, and if you have a couple of good contractors and crews, it can get you down to like an hour per door a week. Oh, that's beautiful. So what do you find is the hour per door per week? What's that spent doing typically? Probably just confirming reservations and dealing with issues that come up with guests when they're there if they can't find the remotes or something broke or they don't know like you know yeah. the customer service side works. of it yeah yep the and, stuff that, that stuff that can't be automated and just being responsive to them like you know things can go wrong and they will mm-hmm. things will break while they're there or this or that and i think if you just respond and deal with them and then you know if if there's like anytime we have like something that truly is an inconvenience, like maybe the cleaning crew showed up late and it wasn't fully ready. Like, mm-hmm. like we typically do like gift cards to a local restaurant. Nice. And so even when things go wrong, if people feel like you care and you're responsive, they still leave you great reviews, which that's the key to, you know, getting outperforming the well, rest that, of them. That is so smart. So if something goes wrong, you send them, I would imagine you're sending them an e-gift card. So they're getting it immediately and they can use it. Yep. During their stay. Very yeah. smart, Dan. That's brilliant. Excellent. Well, time flies when we're having fun, my friend. And and I know we can talk for a lot longer about what you're up to with, with Airbnb, but if people want to find out more about Dan Lesniak and what you're up to and connect with you, what what should they do? Yeah, there's a couple of different ways you can follow me on on Instagram, TikTok, Dan Lesniak. Uh, should be easy to find there. I also have the Hyperfast Agent podcast, so you can listen to that on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, all that great stuff. And if you want to get on my weekly text letter, you can go to danlesniak.com. Go to that website. You know, from your mobile phone, you can sign up for that weekly text letter. Awesome. We'll make sure we put all those links in the show notes. Dan, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Dave. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll see you on the next episode.
Well, hey there, thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, Investor attractionbook.com. Take care.